Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. fans my name is Elliot Clough and this is Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans and today we are once again joined by a guest her name is Jasmine Brown formerly of ESPN formerly a beat writer for the Washington Mystics as well she also covered women's basketball at the University of Maryland while in college but today we talked a lot about what the industry is going through sports media uh, what, what they're dealing with. Having worked in Bristol, Connecticut at ESPN, we got a very in-depth look from Jasmine today about what's happening at the ESPN headquarters. And, of course, we got to talk a little bit about the Pelicans as well. Talk about Zion being in studio at ESPN while Jasmine was there. How she got to share the building with guys like Scott Van Pelt and John Anderson, two of the big names on Sports Center. So it was a really fun podcast today. So stick around, hear from my conversation with Jasmine Brown, formerly of ESPN. So here we are on Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans, and we are joined by Jasmine Brown today. How are you doing today, Jasmine? I am good and surviving. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> same, same. And we're very excited that you decided to stop by today. Um, always, always excited to have some more guests on the podcast. So um, you mentioned you're surviving. Uh, what has this break looked like for you, this break in normality? How are you staying busy? Well, I mean, like everybody else, it was unexpected. So um, immediately I just started to kind of sit down and relax and think of things to keep myself busy, which uh, one of them was <laughs> making a crazy video with the basketball. Um, started thinking about the idea in my head, went outside, started rolling a ball around and recording it and put a track over it. And <laughs> I mean, I, I never would have done this if I wasn't <laughs> inside. So um, the, the, the premise behind it was basically – I didn't really watch the NBA like I was supposed to. Um, you know, I'm more of an NFL person in college basketball, but the NBA is definitely something that I've taken a step, uh, taken a step back from for a couple of years. Um, you know, the people that I've watched, you know, like Kobe and Tim Duncan, all of them, they were gone. So, you know, I didn't really watch it, but I took it for granted once everything happened. So, you know, I just thought, you know what, I missed the w- I mean, not w- NBA and <laughs> started making a video about basketball. <laughs> sure. All right. I think I saw that on your Twitter. If you want to check it out, and we'll, we'll uh, 
have you give them your at at the end or your handle at the end of the at the end of the show but if you want to check it out it's on twitter and we'll we'll let you know how you can find jasmine on twitter at the end it's kind of a cool video i thought it was interesting (laughs) Um, so yeah (laughs) so um you saw the industry up close right around the time all of this started what is the industry what is sports media looking like right now especially you were in bristol connecticut um so you're really in the thick of it all during the beginning of the crisis what's this looking like yeah um when everything broke um we i mean i was there when um rudy gobert touched the mic and you know we didn't think anything of it and then the next day i mean chaos um everything was canceled left and right um and then you know i think that wednesday when they announced that the um NBA season would be suspended. Everybody, everybody there was like, "Oh my goodness!" Um, everybody was talking about it. You know, it ended up being talked. Um, and then the next day was the start of the tournaments. You know, all the college tournaments, and then we just literally saw left and right all the conferences canceling the tournaments. The last thing that I did was a twenty-second video of Florida State getting their ACC uh, tournament trophy for the 6 o'clock sports center. That was it. That's all I did for one day. (laughs) Wow. Um, That's all I did. And I was there for eight hours, and that's all I did for one day. So um, just being there and just seeing, you know, producers uh, changing their rundown and changing their their whole – uh, scheme for the show. I mean, it was definitely, definitely something that I've never really noticed on the other side of television. So just kind of looking at that um, made me appreciate what producers do behind the scenes because I don't think people realize what's going on behind the scenes. People, people weren't really running around with their heads cut off. People are a little bit frantic when everything started started happening. Sure, and you know, looking forward, I mean. Obviously, it's difficult to to not be with a job um, entering this this situation that we're in. But do you feel like being in uh, the in the arena, I guess, uh, in, in a situation like this has prepared you going forward for a career in sports media? Because, I mean, we're not going to have the coronavirus hitting every every year or anything like that. Uh, but um, the the field is hectic at times. Do you think it prepared you for going forward? Yes, definitely. Um, just just kind of knowing what to do in a crisis um, definitely prepared me. Uh, I know just kind of looking around, uh, not not particularly for myself, but just looking around, looking at what people were doing um, in the in the thick of it uh, definitely prepared me. You know, just looking at producers and mainly them because they were pretty much everything was on their shoulders and. Um, just looking at everything that they did, they didn't panic. They just kind of reworked the rundown and put everything in there um, to for people to go along with what they wanted. But, I mean, I don't think that – I don't know. Hopefully not. Nothing will be of this magnitude. Um, so I think this, since, we, since this is so high, I think everything else will be very minuscule, and it will be like hate next time. Right, right. So, uh, in your role at ESPN, just purely out of curiosity, did you get to uh, interact with like the John Andersons and and Scott Van Pelt and and guys like that at all? 
Yes, I did. Um, I pretty much saw Scott every day. Um, I think one of my first highlights that I did was with John Anderson. I had to give him my shachi. Um, so, um, yeah, I did interact with them quite a bit. And pretty much everyone stayed still. Um, I believe pretty much all of them, all the anchors, because we have to interact with them throughout the uh, process of our highlights and stuff. So, yeah, I talked to them a lot. How cool was that? It was cool. I mean, you know, it was different, you know, kind of seeing them um, on television and getting there. But, uh, you know, mo- most of our mindsets were they're our colleagues, you know. Yeah, of course, they're higher-up colleagues, but they're our <laughs> colleagues. So, you know, you just kind of treated it as, Act, act like you've been there before kind of thing. Sure. Personally, I would be fangirling at least the first day. The first day. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, I think, the first, I think the first week we were kind of in, in a corner, kind of like, oh, my God, it's them. But then, you know, after a while, he's kind of like, oh, hey, what's up? How you doing? Sure. So um, we got to talk a little Pelicans, of course. Uh, in Bristol, what is the hype on Zion like at ESPN? Is it constant? Are they always trying to get highlights? Are they always trying to make reference to Zion? Constantly. Um, it's funny. I think maybe late August or September, um, it was the 40th uh, anniversary of ESPN. And we had a special guest, and then nobody knew who it was. And then they just said Zion Williamson, and we all look like Zion. <laughs> Zion? That's a special guest? I, mean, I, I couldn't believe it until he walked on the stage, and I was like, "Whoa! Like this? Wow! Okay, they this and it set the precedent of what was going to happen with the season." Um, and I mean, I, I couldn't believe it when I saw him in person. I, I never thought I would ever, but um, yeah, I know when when he when he uh, was out, um, there was you know a lot of content kind of speculating when he'll come back. Um, how he'll uh, influence the Pelicans and possibly getting a playoff spot and, you know, things like that. Um, I don't know if you saw, but, you know, it said Zion's back when it was announced he was coming back. He had a bar at the bottom of the television. Um, And, you know, a lot of people were like, wow, this is actually really big, you know, that you have your own bar with your own, you know, lower bar with, you're, you know, you in a Pelicans uniform saying Zion's back tonight at eight, nine, whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's big. You have your own, you have your own thing. Um, so yeah, it was definitely a lot of hype with Zion, especially when he came back. Did you get to meet him when he was in studio? I didn't get to meet him, um, but I was close to. I was, I was close to when he was talking. Okay, I'm sure there was just buzz everywhere. It was, it was, um, but nobody knew until, no, I mean, it was, they, I mean, they kept it tight until he got there. So, um, yeah, nobody knew anything, <laughs> no tips or anything. Right. So, um, ever since Zion has returned, it's really been crazy for the Pelicans, for, for New Orleans. And the team was playing well prior to his return, but they did start 6-22, and 22 and um, it was kind of looking bleak for a little while before things got figured out. Um, but now that he's back and the Pelicans are playing well, how bad does the big-time media, how bad does ESPN want the Pelicans in the playoffs? I think they want them, you know, in the playoffs. I mean, Zion, you know, <laughs> because, <laughs> because of his uh, his status at Duke, you know, they wanted a part two of that in the pros. 
You know, everybody knew, you know, everybody knew that he was leaving, you know, after his first year. Everybody knew that. Um, so everybody wanted to prepare for him in the pros. And, you know, if you see him go to the Pelicans, an organization that has, you know, struggled, even though at one point they did have, you know, Anthony Davis and they had Boogie, you know, everybody thought that that was going to be the core for a little while. Um, it wasn't. So now that Zion is there, you know, you see him with, you know, Ingram and uh, Josh Hart and uh, um, them there. So everybody everybody wanted to see that core kind of move on into the playoffs, and they're close. They're definitely close. I think, were they 8 seed, 9 seed, I think? They, they're they 10 seed right now. They're, they're 10 right now. Okay, so they were, they were inching closer to a playoff spot, and I think people were having like a little track meter of when – uh, what what they had to do to get a at least an A seed. I've heard rumors of uh, the league just doing all thirty teams in a playoff um, coming up here. I don't know how legit that is. I'm sure the NBA is really trying to figure out something because um, <clears throat> without the remainder of the regular season, you just don't know, and um, you got to have the best teams in, in the playoffs. Really, uh, at least that's the goal. Obviously, so I'm sure uh, the people at ESPN are are very excited hopefully probably hoping that happens and um if that does happen um obviously they'll still be playing a higher seed but it's the it increases the likelihood of them moving forward for sure yeah definitely so jasmine you are a maryland graduate and a wizards fan so looking at uh this coming season john wall returning is that something that you as a wizards fan want what do you think is going to happen yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a interesting journey with John Wall. I think um, he's gotten hurt twice. He got hurt, and he got hurt looking out a bathtub, and I was just like, I, I don't even know what to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why, why are you? Oh, whatever. But um, I think the lasting memory that Wizards have of him is that game six. Um and I think people, because I think because of that, people want um, that John Wall to come back. So I, off of that, I would want him to come back. But based off his history of injuries, I don't know what John Wall is going to get. Um, and based on this season, you know, I think it'll be what maybe a year, two years, you know, that he hasn't been playing actively. So. Um, It'll be interesting to see which 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 wall we get back. Um, I mean, you know, Bill is there, so you know he'll have his 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 partner. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I if you don't know <laughs> what, we'll get, what we'll get when we see him. It's been a tough few years for the Wizards. It really has. After playing some really good ball with Marcin Gortat and and Beal and John Wall when they were younger, um, Wall has just looked real rough in the last few years, and they're paying him a lot of money to sit on the bench right now. Yes, he has a very uh, very hefty contract. Uh, him along with Ian Mahimi, but I don't know. I think when the when the Heat reached out, you know, they were willing to take his contract, and I was kind of like. On the fence, like I don't want to lose both or Bill, but if that opens up, you know, tap space and contract money and all that stuff, go for it. Shred it, start over, build it back up. Even if that takes a few years, I think Wizards fans would have been um, a little more understanding if they did that to rebuild. 
Because if you have one of those pieces and you're losing, it's kind of like, why is this happening? But if you scrap it, rebuild, I think they'll understand, like, okay, we're rebuilding a culture um, and players to ultimately be on the level of um, kind of like the Golden State Warriors, how they build themselves up. Right. Their championships. And right now, what they're doing is losing with one of those guys and Beal's going out there scoring 50 points and they're still losing. So it's just a tough situation to be a Wizards fan right now. And now we've talking, been talking a lot about the NBA draft on Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans, um, at least for the Pelicans' vantage point, obviously. But uh, the Wizards are sitting at number nine right now. If that is where they fall come draft lottery time, is there anybody that you would really like to see on the Wizards in 2020? On the Wizards, let me see. Um, I know they projected to have, um, what's it, Okoro? I think it's Isaac Okoro. I think that's what they've had. Um, they, that's what they have projected. But I wouldn't have mind to see, um, I'm trying to figure out the person that I, I was looking at. Uh, personally for me, I'm <laughs> a Maryland fan. Uh, Jalen Smith, I would like to see him there. Um, I think you need more um, more front court. They need more front court depth, and they're very thin. And I think he would be a good uh, option for that. Uh, I think in terms of point guards, I mean we have Shabazz, but um, I would like to see um, see how you know Cole Anthony is very very close right there. So I would like to see him. Um, long shot, Obi Coppin. I think that's a long shot uh, to get him. He's probably going to go off go off the board earlier than than nine. But those are probably my top three. You know, the Pelicans are at thirteen, and I talked about Obi Toppin too. So you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a he's a talented guy, talented scorer. He's definitely a hot commodity. So um, looking forward for you. Jasmine, what are your plans next? Uh, I mean, the future's so up in the air, but what are your plans next, and, and how are you staying sharp uh, career-wise? Yeah, um, I do have some, uh, I guess, job opportunities in the works, in the eyes. I don't know what's going to happen, but um, if that opportunity comes about, then I will announce that. But in the meantime, um, you know, just still staying abreast of every sport that's going on, um, the possibility of things coming back. And, um, yeah, I mean, just writing stuff down. If I have any ideas of when the sports um, you know, world resumes, I do that. And then, of course, you know, the video that I made last week, um, that's also, you know, some stuff like that. So if, if anything comes to mind, I just go ahead and jot it down. But, yeah, I mean, I know I also – follow the WNBA um they just announced that they're going to postpone so everything is just up in the air I covered the Mystics uh, for three years so um that is definitely something that I will also keep an eye out on because that's probably the only sport along with the NFL that's still um could possibly resume very cool so, Jasmine, how do we follow you on social media? How can we see some of your, your previous work, some of your previous previous writing, production, all that good stuff? Sure, yeah. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter at Jasmine B, uh, as in dog, underscore Brown. Um, on Instagram, J. Danielle Brown. Um, and then 
kind of hard to, to see my work. I mean, if you want to look at some of my videos, I did post some on my Twitter um, and my media. Um, but there are kind of weird, kind of hard to pinpoint some of the work that I did with ESPN because it did air on television. Um, but most of the stuff that I have is on my Instagram and on my Twitter media. Very cool. Thanks so much for joining us today, Jasmine. Thank you. Appreciate it. There you have it, Pels fans, my conversation with Jasmine Brown, formerly of ESPN today. Hey, don't forget, before the end of this track, go follow me on Twitter. You're going to be getting a ton of Pelicans content. There it is, just at Elliot Clough on Twitter. And again, you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to DM me. Feel free to respond to any of my tweets and feel free to just hashtag what the Pell is up or just hit that handle. And give me your message, what you're trying to say. And while you're here, again, a couple more things before the end of this track. Subscribe, leave a rate and review. The more you do that, the better guests we're going to get, the better quality we're going to be getting you, the listener. Follow Believe on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can check out a plethora of their other podcasts on Believe.com or just head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you're listening, you are listening to this podcast right now, and you can check out my Pelicans coverage for Fansided's Hoops Habit website. Just go to Hoops Habit, click West, scroll down, hit New Orleans Pelicans. You're going to find my coverage as well as other writers for Hoops Habit, how we talk about the Pelicans there. My most recent article talking about if Zion really has a chance of winning Rookie of the Year honors. And then this coming week, or maybe even this weekend, I'll be getting you an article on who I think the Pelicans should go after in this year's NBA draft. Hey, also, I told you I was going to be getting you polls on my Twitter account right now. You can head over and vote. What position do you think the Pelicans should go for in the first round? A backup guard for Zoe, a center of the future to pair with Jackson Hayes and Zion in the front court, or a 3 and D guy at the wing position? What do you think, Pels fans? You've heard what I've said. But I want to hear what you have to say. Don't forget, go follow me on Twitter. Subscribe, rate, review. And if you have any questions, anything you want to say about the pod, just hashtag what the Pell is up. I am Elliot Clough, and this was Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.